brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters and soon Craig Morgan for our post-game show of maybe one of the less exciting games of the season, if we're going to be kind. Although it did pick up. It did end up. Like if we would have watched just the last five minutes. Yeah. Almost like a basketball game. Just watch the last five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Except these March Madness games because they're exciting all the way through. Very true. Because this was not. It was not the Coyotes' most exciting game by any means. And, you know, in terms of the safe for the tank, it was a good victory. A good, not victory, good victory for the Sharks. <laughs> yeah. Good result for the Coy- for the Coyotes in the standings, especially since Montreal and Seattle won Both last won night. Both won yesterday. So, and the Coyotes have now lost two back-to-back. Probably not great for them. But for the sake of the standings? For the sake of the tank, it's the right, I guess it's right on track. And this one, this for, honestly, this game was miserably boring to watch. And I, th- it's sad because this team, the Coyotes, when they're playing, they're fun to watch. And think about that stretch of games, that road trip. There was oh my never a minute I was bored watching any of those games. They were offensive. They had the puck. And they were skating. And this this. Looked like neither team was skating. I don't know if it's because it was four o'clock in the afternoon. I I, I don't know, but it, it looked like both teams couldn't get their engines going for this game, and and then it all they saved it all for the last five minutes. And you think when Kraus gets his goal, which wasn't a great goal by the way, it's almost at the goal line. No, it barely even had momentum on it. The yeah, goalie to get through. Just, yeah, like the goalie should have stopped that. Then you go, okay, well the Kyrie's are gonna. They're going to win. Like we, we were pretty confident in the studio that, okay, that's a Coyotes win. The 2 1, they've shut the door the whole way. It's good. Whoops. And then what happens, just like many times before, which somebody once did the numbers and research on, but I forgot to write it down. But 22 seconds later, San Jose scores and then they score again. And all of that in a span of 44 seconds, San Jose gets the lead back and scores an empty net goal. So three unanswered goals by the Sharks, including that last empty net goal. And that kind of put the, the and dagger just in like it. That. And just like that. Well, let's look at tonight by the numbers because it actually is a different picture than one we've been seeing over the last wow. little bit, especially compared to yesterday. So the Coyotes um, had 25 shots on goal, which, again, I'd say that's like pretty average. Pretty average, the Coyotes. right? Only allowed 29 shots by San Jose, which if you look at this team, they rank, I think they're the last team in the league in allowing shots. Like they allow the most shots of any team in the league. Let me rephrase. And the least shots they've allowed at all of this season was 24. So pretty close to their their yeah. low end. Um, on the other hand, four goals on 29 shots. Wasn't Veggie's best night by any means. No, and he, you know, th- th- three of those are Veggie goals. One's the empty netter, but I, I don't know if I ever felt Veggie's the kind of guy that you can see if he's on right away, that you can see he's dialed in. And I thought right away today, I go, uh oh, he, he just looked like he was moving around a lot. And I go back and look at those last two goals. We just did it before we turned the cameras on. And I think those are two that Vimelka has to have. I think one's from outside the dot. The shot from Meyer that makes it 2-2. I think he has to have that. Hits the middle of the net. He can't give up that shot at that time, 22 seconds after they just scored. That can't go in. And then the one behind the net, I thought he just got caught looking the wrong way. I, I, he wasn't as sharp as he has been. And I don't know. 
when we talked to Andre Tournier about how it's it's one A one B or it's a tandem or no real starter, I wonder if Veggie because he hasn't so he didn't play for a few days because they came back from the Eastern Road Trip. They had three days where they didn't play. Then they played. Maybe he just needs to play more. Maybe next game now that he's he's been back in the net for the first time in five days. Maybe he'll be a little more sharp than he, than he, I think he was tonight. We have a super chat from Ruler Fourteen. Good loss. This is when we make our downward push. I mean, I, he's right, Ruler yeah. Fourteen. You're right. Yeah. Like this, we want to root for our teams, but when it's over and they lose, it's okay because. The draft is going to be incredibly important, and we, we're going to talk about a trade that they made a, a little bit later in the show, but it just shows where the direction of this team is going, where the youth movement is. They're not trading for Claude Giroux. They're not trading for guys over 30 that, that can help them today. They're trading for young players that can help them tomorrow. And I think that if you really want to do it right, you're going to need these high high draft picks. So as painful as this may be, we're at Game 61? Was that 61? 62. 62 tonight? Like, we're we're getting so close to finishing to this. 20 to go <laughs> to this miserable season. reminder. And this will be worth it. Yep. So hang in there. Hang in there. Yeah. But, of course, as always, there's good things to take away. And one of them you already mentioned was Kraus. And he scored his 20th goal of the season. He's already passed his um, career best for goals in a season great i mean it wasn't like the prettiest goal by him but i mean but he's going to the goal, net a 20 right? goal goal scorer by kraus can like if that's something that he can turn into every year that's incredible well goal. and he keeps developing and he keeps getting better and the bar keeps getting set higher he was a high first like he's a first round draft pick he's 11th overall in in 2015 so the expectations coming out of junior was he was going to be an elite player it's taken him time to get there. And I think every year with the Coyotes, he's taken a stride. Previous high to this was 15, was his previous career high in goals. He's he's a force, and he plays 200 feet. We talk about that a lot with a player that can play both on the defensive side of the puck and offensively. He's a big body, does a lot of things right, fits in Bill Armstrong's model of what he's trying to do with this team. To get 20 goals, if you would have said that in our preseason, I would have said, no way. I would have I would have been happy with Kraus getting, you know, 14, 15. I would have said that's a good year for him. This is great. Like he's developing into not just a really good player, but he's a good leader. And that's the second time I'm gonna say it in two weeks. If he can get through the trade deadline, I don't know how I don't know why you can't put a C on Lawson Kraus. Yeah, I, I agree with that move. I think it would be awesome. And also he had the assist on Kessel's goal. It was his 14th assist of the season, and it tied his single-season career high that he set back in 2018-19. So, again, you'll have to imagine that he'll further surpass that total as well because there are 20, 20 games, games to left. Go, yeah. And if he's already at his career high for assists, you have to imagine that he's going to um, stay that way. And you'll so. think this team is going to play like they did. I mean, I don't expect the numbers they put up on the road trip where they're scoring at a 30% clip. No. I don't expect that. But I do expect them to get back to games where they're skating, creating offense, creating opportunities. Again, I thought Nick Schmoltz was another one tonight where, where I didn't notice him yeah. as much. Even Clayton Keller for the first time. Um, is he off the score sheet too? I think so. Yeah, he is. Bummer ends his, so his, streak. his streak. His streak has ended. And I didn't notice them as much today. No. Kessel or, 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 excuse me, Keller or, or Schmoltz. But the flip of that, and you just said it, is Kessel, who's kind of been silent for the last month yep. he finally made his mark and what possibly could have been his last can we say that i mean it's been is that a thing 
Yeah, I mean, we're not could, saying could it. Be, be we're not game? saying it because we know something you don't. This is just no, what no. we've been talking about since August. I mean, can we really say that it can be? Because it's it may be. It may be. There's a chance. How about this though? Could you resign him? Can you let him go? Can you trade him and resign him over the summer at a lower? Does he want that? I don't know. I'm just saying. Can I don't you? think he wants that though. I mean, you could. There's nothing that says oh. you can't. Like he's he's. He's endeared himself in this organization and inside this locker room. And I think, I, I mean, I, I know he wants to win. We keep saying how he wants to win. He wants to win. But you also, you do have a life too. Like it's not just the game. Mm-hmm. It's you have a life and, and maybe now with the baby here, maybe that changes. I don't know. I don't know. Either. We'll see in the next 24 hours. Yeah, Just like Charles said. Um, but Great game from him. He had a goal. It was his first goal since February 9th, which for someone who's a goal, who has his whole career been a goal scorer, hasn't probably been the goal output that he's wanted. Um, he's definitely turned into a bit more of a playmaker. And then he assisted on the Krauss goal as well. Yeah. So it was a 2.9 for him. And in the spirit of, well, it wasn't just because of this. He had a 2.9, but also in the spirit that it could be his last game as a Coyote. Bill Kessel is today's DraftKings king of the game. A goal and an assist on the night. Possibly the last time. Wow. He's our king. So, Bill, what? if it is, thanks for everything. <laughs> it's really sad. That's sad. I, I will be sad because he is... Be- He's become a... <laughs> a fa- that's how quick I we am. We have a real applause oh, no, well. sound effect. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. Um, we're all rooting for Phil, and and I hope it works out the way he wants it to work out. And whether it's to stay here and finish out this season, or if it's to go somewhere and try to win a Stanley Cup, I just hope it works out for Phil. I He's put in a lot of, you know, have a lot of good games, and a lot of good moments here in Arizona. So I hope it works out the way he wants it. To. I do too. And you know, we talked about that whole game what we forgot is that San Jose actually scored 20 seconds into the game. Um the goal was from Nick Bonino who has more points against the Coyotes than any other team in the NHL. 28 points in 41 games and we've talked about those those teams that teams historically have success yeah. or not against and it's the same goes for players. So that's funny. And that's another one where we talked about the, that one. I didn't know Nick Benito and he scored a lot when he was with Pittsburgh and he's been a guy that's been a, a nemesis against this team year after year. He's a guy that works hard and gets to the net hard. And that's how he scored that goal tonight. Again, though, 20 seconds in, that's a goal. I'm not sure that this team should have given up. No. Like it just they looked sloppy off the start. They never really felt like they got their legs going in this game. They didn't look like the fast coyote team that we saw even a week ago when they were on the Eastern Road trip. Yep. Hello, Craig. Hi, guys. We were just talking about how the game was not that exciting, but then it kind of was at the end. Can we show that? Do you have that? Yeah. So, yeah. So the game, like, it was five. five, It was like five or so minutes into the second period, and literally all of us were watching the game, thinking, "Oh my god!" And then I look on Twitter, and the San Jose Sharks official account tweeted, and this is in the middle of play. This wasn't at a commercial. This wasn't at a whistle. Tweeted. How has everyone's weekend been so far? So I don't think we were the only ones. Yeah, I don't think the old, we're the only ones going, is this? Yeah. Is this Hello. Yeah. Um, Craig, we just crowned Phil Kessel, our DraftKings king of the game. We talked about that this could have been his last. And you just had the chance to speak with Phil or no? No, oh, because Phil was not available post game. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's classic Phil. It's classic <laughs> Phil. He wasn't available he for the post game. Wasn't presser. available to talk post game. Huh. Listen, I'm not. Yeah, 
I don't care that much. I, I would have loved to hear his thoughts on this final game, but that's Phil. He's never been fond of talking to the media. It's not like he doesn't like them. He just it just doesn't care about that side of the job. So, right. do you think, Craig, that there's any chance he's still here when they play on Tuesday? Suppose if you can't find a trade partner, there is. Yeah. I mean, they've been trying all season to to trade Phil Kessel. It's no secret and. His agent confirmed it again for me. Like I asked after the birth of his daughter, is there a chance that he might not want to stick, you know, he might want to stick around because he's got a, a baby daughter. And he's like, no, he's, he wants to go to a playoff team and he's hoping Bill Armstrong can facilitate that deal. Wow. So they are still very focused on getting to a playoff team. He wants to play for a cup because, you know, he's, he, what's he, 34 now? Mm-hmm. And Years has- are dwindling. So again, would have loved to hear Phil Kessel's thoughts, but we didn't hear Phil Kessel's thoughts. Who did you hear from? We heard from Lawson Krause. About hitting the 20 goal mark for the first time in his career. And of course, we've, we've talked about him as being one of the guys that's really progressed under Andre. And I mean, 20 and goals even now with is... this, and we we talked about just well, like we said with Chikrin, he's mm-hmm. not he's not on the market, but if someone pays the right mm-hmm. price, maybe he is. He's publicly said that Kraus is not. Bill Armstrong has publicly said, per your reporting, that Lawson Kraus is not available. What if though? Well, if somebody knocks his socks off with an offer, yeah, maybe. But I, I just don't see it happening. I don't see him going anywhere. I don't see Nick Schmaltz or Clayton Keller or Barrett Hayton or. So what happens on trade deadline here? Could be quiet. I (laughs) mean, well, we got got Jack McBain. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, we'll get to that. But let's see who is actually a trade possibility tomorrow for the Coyotes. So we got Phil Kessel, like we just talked about. Two of these players, we kind of. Forget about just because they've been out with injury, Jay Beagle and Johan Larson, although both are expected to participate in full practice tomorrow. Is that still true? Yeah, that's the last I heard. That's, that yeah. came straight from Andre Turney, who had, we had on the show on Friday. He said it right after the show that both of those guys are supposed to practice on Monday. Um, I also heard earlier today from a very good source that there's a lot of interest in Johan Larson. There are a lot of teams that are sniffing around him, and you can see why. I mean, he he's a terrific defensive player. When you look at his defensive metrics, they're they're off the charts, really good. And he's shown some ability to provide offense this year as well. He was hot right before the break. He's great on the forecheck. There are a lot of things that this guy can do for you in a depth role at the center position, and he's on a good contract. So you understand why teams would be sniffing around him. I, I would be shocked if Lawson, uh, if Johan Larson made it past the deadline as a Coyote. I expect him to go. Jay Beagle, I'm not as sure about. He's been out longer. He's older. Um, he's had that injury history with the, with the same injury he's dealing with right now. So I don't know if there's a market for him. That's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to move that player right now. And you see the kind of players that are moving other than, I know you've got Claude Giroux moving. I know you've got that. But the guys that are further down lineups, you know, in the bottom six, they're younger, they're faster, or they're bigger and stronger. They're one or the other. I'm not sure where Beagle fits into that right now. The only way I think he would have moved is if he were healthy. I think it's it's too big of a risk for teams. You can talk about Jacob Chikrin. Being a guy traded while he's not playing because he's still got term left on his contract. And you're not just renting him. You're getting him for a term. And he's yeah. a young player. Too. And he's a young player. Beagle, I, I, this is I just don't More significant it. injury than Larson's. He's six years older. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, and having been out since mid-December, do you, do you really have a sense of, will he, if he comes back, will he, will he help you at all? Because that's yeah. a long time. I would be so, surprised. I would yeah. be surprised if, if 
Beagle. And I think early in the season, you would have seen where he would be a guy, mm-hmm. a veteran player that's won before, that knows how to play, that knows how to get through the playoffs. You know, he did it with Washington Capitals. You go, okay, yeah, this guy you want to add to your team. Um, he can play in a defensive role. I I just don't know if they can yeah. take a gamble on him right now. The problem with Kessel is the cap hit, right? Yeah. It's yeah. a significant cap hit to absorb at this time of year, even though his salary is prorated. Sal- I mean, his salary was less than a million dollars to start with this season. You prorate that. But the cap hit, you still got to fit in, so it, it creates problems. Maybe the Coyotes would be willing to retain some of some that. Salary. They already have two retained salaries, though. you can though, only so, have three. Yeah. So that limits what else you can do on the market if you're hmm. trying to make other moves. So there's there is one team that's got a lot of room out east. Mm-hmm. A lot of room. The Rangers you're talking can about. Can you imagine Phil Kessel playing for the New York on Rangers Broadway, in Madison awesome. Square on Broadway? Wow. Oh boy. Interesting. Well, we'll see how everything unfolds tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll have a, a show for you. Right now, we're it's gonna be at two, but that is barring Right, if Jacob Chickering gets traded, then, yeah. but again, we keep saying this too, I, I can't see Chickering getting traded. You look at all the teams that made moves already, right? Yeah. It's really limited right now who would actually be willing. Maybe LA is still in on Jacob Chickering, but it's just feeling like something that's going to get pushed to the summer when you have more options. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I think Don't the, you owe that to your team, to your, to to your get franchise to get, yeah, For sure. to make sure that you are exploring all yeah, options? Yeah, you're, you're not, you don't need to do it today. There's no the impetus to get this trade done before before the playoffs as it were like yeah. you need the best deal for an asset like Jacob Chicken, you wait. And if the deal doesn't appear the way you want it to appear, even at the draft, guess what? You've got a really, really good young offensive defenseman. So the worst case is you've got a great player. Yeah. So it, yeah. there the is no downside. All, I feel like the Coyotes have all the power. Yeah, I do too. One. I think it's great. Um, another thing I want to know is Riley Nash was placed on waivers today, but he was in the lineup today. Yeah. I know some people were confused by that. What do you think of this move i suspect it's just to make room make room on the for tomorrow because larson and beagle are supposed to practice you know if they have to activate them from ir they need a roster spot so that's probably what so, it's about so if so, they're to come out if they're to come back and he's but he played today like what does that mean for him where does he go well i mean it d- depends on what what else happens so we'll yeah. see i mean if they clear other roster spots with trades maybe there's still a spot for him so let's wait and see yeah he i, could I, be I don't claimed think, too right yeah he could be claimed because I mean, Tampa still... Bay wanted him, right? Tampa Bay wanted to keep him as their fourth line center. They just had to make cap room. So Can maybe they... somebody, hey, yeah. look, he's he's free. You claim him off waivers, you've got a yeah. free player. So maybe he gets claimed. I, I would be surprised if that's a player you see down in Tucson. Yeah. I, I don't see that as being the outcome of this right now. I think just right people now. naturally associate waivers with the Yeah, that there's so much. And again, you're, you're trying to free up. He Bill Armstrong needs more flexibility tomorrow on Monday. And to do that, he maybe needed that extra roster spot for tomorrow. And like Craig said, with Beagle coming off and if they're supposed to practice tomorrow, you need those spots. So yeah. I'd really wait till Tuesday to see where all this all falls out. Yeah. Well, there's, Riley Nash. there's a lot that's uncertain right now that will be made certain tomorrow. And the same could be said about the March Madness tournament, which, oh my gosh, we were flipping back and forth during commercials what a day <laughs> in March Madness. I'm, I know I've seen some comments disparaging my Arizona sweater, but bear down. Go cats. <laughs> On here they were? Yeah. Oh, that's. It's okay. I like it. Thank you. I, goodbye. Sh- get, yeah. get off Forks the up. screen. Wait, no. Seriously, Shane's there? Is, are they in the NIT? No, it's Sean. On are they screen. in the NIT? Oh, okay. I thought Shane was there. No. What? Ooh. The NIT. Oh, no. I'm sorry. ASU, ASU? didn't make the tournament at all. The NIT either? No. They still do the... too good for the NIT. Okay. We would have oh, denied boy. it even if we got offered. Okay. Just checking. Well, <laughs> geez. Four. 
Well, if you want to bet on any of the March Madness games, you can do so on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you bet $5 on any team to win, you'll get $200 in free bets if they do. So be sure you're betting on a team you feel very confident to win because it doesn't, there's no yeah. that sure things out? right now. Um, but sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX when you do. Bet $5 on any college basketball team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If you're already a customer, you can do same-game parlays. You can bet on so much stuff besides just college basketball. It's all there on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So check it out today. That's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right. We can get to the move that was made today. But before we do, Craig, I just want to give you the opportunity to talk about this game at all if you have anything to say. And if you don't, then we'll just move on. Did you already put up the standings? We didn't. Oh. I mean, that's really why this game is relevant, yes. right? Montreal won yesterday. Seattle won yesterday. Philadelphia won earlier today. And the Coyotes lost. Is this updated? Or is this just before the Coyotes game? Just before game? the Coyotes it, game. It was just the before. Point, the point total hasn't so, changed. Yeah, point total They've yeah. just played another yeah. game. Take another game off the schedule, and the Coyotes are right there with Seattle and Montreal. All right. With a... Who's coming into town on Tuesday? Seattle. That's right. They're 2-0 and against the Kraken. They're 2-0 against the Kraken. Can't go sweeping the Kraken. And Kraken... Can't I mean, go sweeping the Kraken. You see them there in 31st. That's a huge game on Tuesday. It is a huge game. Huh. Yeah, it's huge. It is also... What, what other event is important about Tuesday's game in the city where it's being played, Craig? Tuesday. Any idea? Tuesday. What is important about Tuesday's game at home? No? It's Nothing? the 10th to last game at Healy oh, River. Gosh. And the countdown. You got, we're announcing that now? I just, it's the, te- the countdown. Beautiful. There's 10 more games left. So, in, in 10 more games. It's funny. Somebody, one of one of our listeners, uh, Jeff DeGolia, reached out to me asking if we we're going to count down the top 10 moments at Healy River Arena. And we had just planned to do it so yes we are in fact yep we're gonna start with number 10 on tuesday against seattle and just you'll just have to wait to see what it is can i separate from that very serious look at the building this team has lived in since 2004 Mm -hmm. can i do some of my top 10 moments inside that building because i worked there that entire time for 16 yeah of we those. can do our personal 16 of those. i'm really curious to hear that's some actually fun we should moments. do like the, the and, top leah, ten, and i have moments leah have moments in I've that when she was a little tight running around <laughs> who you were who's who you were? nine well nine was nine nine's little isn't little not a tight how about if we combine for a top 10 because i have a few i imagine you do very too. embarrassing moments actually Really? Wow, yeah. this could be fun. Huh. Like people probably already know one of the things I'm going to mention, but I'm not. Well, gonna I don't. Right so we'll. we'll yeah, that's going to start. I, I might. I don't. So that'll start Tuesday, um, and we'll do. We'll start one remembering every the home game okay. for the remaining ten at Healer Arena, which is crazy. Um, Seattle, it's a must lose for the Coyotes in the <laughs> standings. Lose. But like you said, they're two and zero against Seattle this season. Seattle, not great. They're three five and two in their last ten. Um, and they're eight twenty and three on the road, so should be an interesting one. T- TCU is up ten four on Arizona early, by the way. You just know, whoa, it up early. There. Just saying, ten to four already. Mike Luke might have some get, karma coming get, back to him. Get for off this, the screen. All of this Big Goodbye. Ten hatred. All of this Big say, Ten Goodbye. hatred. I just want to say that I did predict the University of Arizona to get eliminated in the Sweet Sixteen. So if they get eliminated now, it'll be even sweeter. Yeah. What's it, what's it like to get one out of 10 picks right, Sean? 
Listen, hey, my, my DraftKings pick of the week from yesterday hit, so that's what really matters. You had my ally and I advancing to the Elite Eight. How'd that work out? I'm sorry I believed in y'all. <laughs> I should, that's the, the fatal flaw is believing in, in Big in, Ten basketball. In, yeah, probably. Like, right? Fraud. Like, if, uh, if Purdue loses, the Big Ten's out. That's yeah, unbelievable out. to me. Nine teams, oh, and they can be most out. Of any team, most of any conference in the tournament. Yep. But I will say, last thing on the NCAA tournament, it... it like people that are in first and second in their prospective brackets, don't tell me you're a basketball genius and you had this figured out. Please don't. Yeah, seriously. Because it's it's it that's, is that's the part that drives you me crazy. You are in third in our Discord. Yeah, but I know nothing. Cool. Right. Like I literally that's, know nothing. People will get on and crow like it. Like I yeah. I look at me. I'm in doing. first. Yeah. Yeah. You're just really? You just like really? You had Saint somebody, Peter's. Somebody in a winning. pool I'm in. Right. Exactly. Someone really? in a pool I'm in, not our worker Discord one, picked. Did all their picks just in like the reverse alphabetical order and they got like a bunch of upsets, correct? Well, yeah, Sean. Sean was more about basketball than I do. Like it, come on. Like, and Sean is sucking miserably at it. No at it. But it's that's what I mean. Wow. So just did okay. you just say sucking miserably at it? I yeah, but I just yeah. but again, just that. don't gloat if you're winning and don't be ashamed <laughs> if you're losing. Okay, enough basketball. Back to hockey. Back to hockey. Can we talk about the trade? Yeah, let's. I think we tease the trade. We can, but we that needs to become a catchphrase for our show from now on. Sucking Sucking miserably miserably at it. So we need the Coyotes to suck miserably (laughs) on Tuesday. (laughs) On Tuesday, the Coyotes need to suck miserably. All right. So wait, wait. Before we move off NCAA tournament, (laughs) NCAA tournament related. I know you had a a really rough moment in NCAA hockey last night, Petey, with Bemidji State. You want to talk about that? God, yeah. Okay, I did not attend Bemidji State University. My dad was a coach there for over 40 years. Legend who he recently named passed. the place after him. This year, he, he recently passed this year, and this was Bemidji State where he coached, was in the CCHA finals last night against the number one team in college hockey, Minnesota State of Mankato. Game was in Mankato. Bemidji State wins. They're in the NCAA tournament. They lose. They go home. I was following it on Twitter. And it was 1-1 after three going to overtime. Two minutes into the game, Minnesota State scores, game's over. Bemidji State loses, goes home, Mankato's off, gets the trophy. They go off in the locker room cheering, celebrating. 26 minutes later, I get a tweet saying <laughs> they're reviewing the goal. I, uh, what? No, I said, well, so, I, so I figured the tweet was late. Like, well, I can't review the goal now. 35 minutes, they're going, they're looking at the goal again, different camera angles. 45 minutes they're going to make an announcement. The commissioner of the league came out and said, no goal, different camera angles. We're going to go back to playing. <laughs> they started playing an hour after the game was over. They've given out the trophy. Guys had undressed they and showered. Were drinking beers in the locker room. And they went back and played an hour later and started the game again. I've never seen anything like it. And uh, absolutely I saw unbelievable that, by story. The way. Unbelievable story. I saw that, Caleb. Yeah, I saw that. That was funny. Mankato State. Minnesota State of Mankato wins I two know. minutes we can after call that. Mankato. We're old. Yeah, so they it's win. Cool. The, the the Mavericks win again, and they're off the NCAA, and Bemidji State's going home. So it was still one of the most bizarre moments I've ever seen in sports. And also, you you read later that they're they're actually not allowed to do that. There, right? No, it's against it's against college hockey rules because it was it happened at they have to review it in the penalty box, which they did, and at that time it was deemed a goal. And it so what would have happened if Bemidji State wins? Now what? Yeah, it's against the rules. They couldn't have replayed it. Right. Like, oh, but here's the thing. Like, I look at that and say, okay, it's against the rules. They did. They did. Yeah. And and, uh, if uh, Mankato had lost, they would have had a a major protest on their hands. Right. 
But in the end, they got it right. Yeah, they got it right. And, and, and we'll, like, no matter what we say about all of us that love sports, yep. get the damn thing right. I don't yep. care if it's a call at first base, calling balls and strikes. Yep. If you want to put a robot there to get it right, get the goddamn calls right. In any yes. sport, get it right. Completely agree. And so for them to do this, I don't care if it followed the rules or not. The puck went in the side of the net. The yep. net lifted up and went underneath the side. It didn't go in between the two posts. So it was an illegal goal. It shouldn't have counted. And the commissioner said the right thing. He said, I don't want to end a kid's career on a goal that didn't get scored legally. Good for him. Fantastic. Yep. I don't care if it took an hour to get it right. They got it right. And I think that's across all sports. Get it right. One last NCAA hockey tournament note. Harvard University upset Quinnipiac to win the ECAC title. And so they are in. And they are in the NCAA tournament, which means Coyotes prospect John Farinacci gets to, to play, play in for the an NCAA title, which Fantastic. is a cool little thing. Playing for his uncle, Ted Donato, at, at Harvard. Fantastic. So I'll be watching that. And that's a perfect tie-in to the trade the Coyotes made today. Look at that. Wow, you're good at this. You think it, you're in media, ooh, Craig. Because it includes an NCAA. From the same area, player. from the same city. From who Boston. played against John Farinacci in the Beanpot. And, of course, we're talking about Boston College's Jack McBain, who today, during the game, was traded to the Coyotes from the Minnesota Wild for the Coyotes, one of their five 2022 second round draft picks this one was the one that they had acquired from vancouver so now the coyotes only have four for now for now for now yeah yeah. it's so early but this is something that we talked about as a possibility that could happen um earlier in the week jack McBain is a six foot four 218 pound center he played at boston college he had 33 points in 24 games with BC this season. He led the team in points. He also had a goal and an assist for Team Canada at the Olympics this year. Jason Demers played with him, had great things to say. Jason Demers has, will have good things to say because we're going to have Jason Demers on the show tomorrow to talk to Jack McBain. Yep. On the live trade deadline show. And you know who's going to talk about him on Tuesday when he has availability? I'll pre-record this. Shane Doan, who was the GM of Canada, he'll talk oh, about yeah, Jack McBain he had him as well. Yeah. So we're going to get some uh, thoughts on Jack McBain. But what I've heard already about him, first of all, he's six foot four, two hundred eighteen pounds, and skating is one of his strengths. You have a six foot four, two hundred eighteen pound center who can skate. Yeah, I just watch. I, I I don't claim to know that I know this player very well. I did watch him film on him today. One thing he does, he gets to the net hard. He's the guy that stands in front of the net on the power play. If you've watched Chris Kreider yeah. at the New York Rangers, he scores all of his goals within five feet of the crease. Very similar style to Jack McBain. He's getting goals from in tight, but he's also, he can beat you wide because he's strong enough, and he's got a shot that can beat a goalie clean. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I want to overstate the kid, give him sure. a chance, but a six foot four, 218 pounds that can play in front of the net on it the power move. play. It's skate. I mean, you want to talk about the prototypical yeah. Bill Armstrong player? This is the kind of team he's trying to build. I know that, listen, there are some incredible smaller players in the NHL, and you can you can sprinkle them into your roster, but Tampa Bay Lightning, the Tampa Bay Lightning were the biggest team in the NHL last season when they won the Cup. Size matters. It does. Yeah. You it does. It wear and, teams down. And the other thing that matters, Craig, something you bring up almost every show is the middle of the ice matters. Yeah. Center position. And you talk now about what this team could look like. And again, I'm not putting pressure on this kid that, hey, he's going to step in either now to complete this season or to start next season as a big piece of the Coyotes. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm saying that now you've got future pieces when you start looking at Dylan Gunther, Matias Michelli, Jan Yannick. There are players, and, and 
well, they hit their prime. Now you've got Keller, Schmaltz, Kraus, Chikrin that are now veteran NHL players. Like the mm-hmm. future is starting to look like, yeah, okay, I can see it. Mm-hmm. I can start to see it early because we got to get through the draft this year. But you can start to go, okay, maybe they are doing the right things right now. So Jack McBain led BC in points this year, was second in goals. So he can produce at least at the you know the college level. It's obviously a big leap to the NHL, but he's been able to produce at levels. So you wait and see how that translates. He didn't want to play in Minnesota because he looked at their center depth and just didn't think that there was going to be an opportunity. Now I wondered for a while if he was willing to come to the Coyotes given the current situation. But as multiple agents told me in that story, look, you might get whether it's 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 the lower tier free agent or it's the college kids that are looking to play right away, they might look at Arizona favorably because, again, it's opportunity. You're going to have an opportunity to have a bigger role right away. That's what he was looking for. He's a senior. He could have become a free agent. Minnesota knew it needed to move him before losing him for nothing, so they, they were asking for a second-round pick. The Coyotes had all of the second-round picks, so it's a logical trade. It's going to be really interesting. Now I've heard that he's hurt. So I, I haven't, haven't had been able to confirm the details of that yet, but I don't think it's anything that's going to, you know, linger long-term at any rate, they've got a big center to add to the mix. You got Barrett Hayton playing well. And if the lottery plays out the way they hope it does, maybe you'll have some center prospects. Wow. Wow, something. We'll talk more about him tomorrow and and get some thoughts on him. That's a sentence that doesn't seem like something that we've been able to say about this team for a long time. As that guy over there, I mean, he's he's been here for the entire history of the franchise. When have they had last one? Jeremy Rona. Depth, 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 and when you look at their system, say, "Wow, we've got some centers coming." Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. Yep. If ever. Well, honestly, if ever. Yeah. We'll talk about. Wait, one more question. So, if he's not hurt, can he come and play with the Coyotes right away? Yeah. Or is he going to play in? But I don't think he's ready to play yet. College tournament. No, BC's no BC's, BC's out. out. Oh, so they're out? we're done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's, he's eligible to come out here, start training. He can. He right. can go. Wait, so even to if he is League. hurt, he can come here and, and like absolutely get connected with and the trainers can, here and yes, and yep. he could start practicing and playing now, or they could send him down and he can play in Tucson. Like it's, it's yeah. a lot more flexibility than they have with a major junior player where you you can you got to send him back to junior. He's yeah, he he can be here, and Craig will find out more details tomorrow yeah. when he's at the rink. So um, we'll have a lot more on the story tomorrow. Yeah, well, we mentioned that we'll be live tomorrow after the trade deadline, so a lot more to be covered there. We're going to talk to Jason Demers more about him. There'll be plenty of more from Craig as well. Um, and Craig also did a – we showed the players that could possibly be traded tomorrow. Craig did um, a primer on them on gophnx.com. So if you haven't had the chance to read that – the trade deadline is at 12 Pacific tomorrow, so you have some time um, to get caught up on that at gophnx.com. So be sure to sign up and become a member today. You can get a shirt when you do. You can get Cody. You can get the back of the A shirt. Just saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's too many ASU people in this room. I feel like I should get an it. Arizona update. Ugh. Oh, it's tied 17 17. Yeah. So there you go. Early. Yeah. Very early. Um. So a lot coming up this week, including many games. Let's take a look at the upcoming schedule for the week for the Coyotes. Ooh, next two. So, big game against Seattle. Yeah, the, that Seattle game is the big one. They play Friday in Calgary. A couple of Canadian teams there on the road. 
And then San Jose again next week. And so we, this is what's coming up. You know up. what, Leah? We talked about this last week. When you look at a map, look at a map of Canada, and you tell me how going from Calgary <laughs> to yeah, Winnipeg. what the heck? Calgary and Edmonton are a two-hour car ride away from each other. Yep. And you're going to Jump Winnipeg, which is in the middle of the country. And then you make it go play on a back-to-back, back out west. The, the NHL the, the apps, schedule, schedule maker hate the Coyotes. Just hate them. It's a conspiracy. I don't know if it's a computer that picks it, but the computer hates them then. There is a computer that generates yeah. it, but then human you, you beings gotta, look you at You got to look at it and say, eh. Like, that doesn't pass the spell. Red flag, red flag, red flag. But the, the red flags with the Coyotes are like, yeah, but it's yeah. the Coyotes. Exactly. So they have sure, to go, they have to fly east, play five trip, games, man. and then you know fly back with one day's rest and play back home. That yeah. was like we'll this, do that five this road times, trip yeah. where they kept crossing back and forth across, across the, the border. border. So this one makes no sense. This trip is going to be extremely difficult, and I hate to say it, we will be saying rebuild reminder a lot during that trip, I'm afraid. You hate to say it or love Edmonton to say it. Is going to be, <laughs> Edmonton needs these points. Edmonton needs yeah. to win. Winnipeg still believes that they have a chance for that last wild card um, in, the, in the Western Conference. And Calgary is one of the best teams, if not the best team in the in the Western Conference. This is going to be a difficult, difficult week. And if you put on top of that the Seattle game, just saying a week from now could look very, very different in the standings. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I just found out the Coyotes are not practicing tomorrow, which I always feel like trade deadline they should have the day off anyway so there should maybe, be no game maybe so andre changed his mind yeah, that means that means however johan larson and jb will not be practicing unless they skate they may skate on their own but they won't be obviously taking part in a full practice tomorrow but they'll be off that that means we'll just be focused on the trade deadline and, and you know what though the league at one two three they have four games tomorrow that is so unfair to have those games on trade trade deadline games should have and they I, should have I think no there's games. at least four. There's four. Yeah. I just look up. There's four games. So what do you do for the 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 players that are playing in that game are going to the rink in the morning and the morning skate and they are praying that a coach or a PR person or the team services guy doesn't come out to the bench and go like this. It's absolutely terrifying. If you don't think they're worried about it, you're absolutely mm. dead yeah. wrong. Yeah, guys are terrified. Remember Rudim Verbata that one time when terrifying. he was on the block and the, like like there were just reporters like. Focusing on him, tweeting shots of him. Yeah, is he on the ice for practice? Is he leaving practice? Yeah, they shouldn't have a game that day. These guys should be away from the rink. Totally, I I think that's one miss that they have. Yeah, Yeah. agree. And there's some other trades that went down in the NHL (laughs) today, which we can we'll save because we have. um, We'll do a wrap. We might might be looking for things to talk. Well, yeah. So we a depending on the action of the Coyotes tomorrow, we'll talk about some of them. But then our audio episode on Wednesday will be dedicated to breaking down all the trades that happen around the NHL because it feels like today and yesterday is when the momentum really started to pick up for the trade deadline that was otherwise pretty quiet leading into this weekend. Um, So. All of that going on for the rest of the week. So be sure to tune in for that. Subscribe on YouTube, PageNX Sports. Hit the notification bell as well as uh, subscribe, like, follow, and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. You never miss audio episodes because when we're not doing lives, we're putting out audio episodes as well. So you don't want to miss any of those. There's some great things there as well. Any final thoughts from today, either the game or just happenings? I just think there's going to be a lot to discuss over the next 48 hours. Yeah. And I think not just for the Coyotes, but for all teams across the league. And we talk about some of these trades. By that time, when we talk about it on Wednesday, they'll have played with their new prospective teams. So we can go, well, do they fit? Do they not fit? Who are they playing with? I think there's going to be a lot to discuss on this playoff push, specifically in the Western Conference and positioning in the East. There's a lot going on here in the next 20 games. Yeah, and potentially just looking at where 
former Coyotes might be on the block. So lots to look at there. So we'll be here with the coverage for you. So be sure to follow along. Poor Caleb. We for a fourth straight day. Anything. Fourth straight day of live shows. Wait, really? Yeah, and we'll be five straight on five Tuesday. Five straight. <sighs> yep. I know. Thanks, and Caleb Pete. can't get on Good the air. Good to know how you feel about us, Pete. Do you see Caleb? Question after question, we can't get Caleb on the air. All right. Do, do we need to read some of these uh, messages? I just think, who makes the biggest trade tomorrow? The New York Rangers. Yeah, like everybody else has made their trades already. New York Rangers because they have the Who hasn't made a trade thrill. at this point that's a contender, other than the Rangers? Pittsburgh didn't make a big move. Edmonton's going to be quiet. Yeah, the West, the West has been quiet as a whole. Colorado made their moves before. Calgary so made their done. moves. Minnesota made a move. Cal- Calgary got Tyler Toffoli and Kelly Yep, so they're done. It's a, uh, honestly Vegas got Jack Eichel. So. Yeah, Vegas made the biggest move of all, and then yeah. you look in the East: Florida, Tampa, Boston. They're all they Toronto. already made their moves. Toronto, yeah, it's the New York Rangers. So yeah. Caleb Carolina, Carolina is another team to watch. Wonder what Carolina will do. Hmm. Okay, there. That's you about it. There you go, okay. There you go, Caleb. Well, we appreciate everyone for commenting along as well. I do read all of them as they come in. So Nick said Edmonton won't get a goalie. No. They're not. They're not going to get a goalie. The goalie There's, market. The is, goalie market's awful. Yeah. Unless you're getting Flurry, and if you're Mark Andre Flurry, you going to Edmonton? I would not. <laughs> he said he would do what's best for his family, no, and I don't going think to going to Edmonton ain't best for his family. Not what would be best for his family. Yeah. Um, is, get blamed for that. Oh, now we have a question mess. coming. Is McBain signing a formality at this point, or is there uncertainty? I wouldn't call it a formality, but look, the Coyotes are going to find out if he's willing to sign here before they make this trade. So. In fact, uh, Billy Guerin, Minnesota's GM, gave permission to to uh, the agent, Pat Morris, to to talk to teams. So the Coyotes would have known ahead of time. They're working on an ELC is what I was told. So we'll we'll see how that comes about. And then last question, where does Flurry end up? There were talks with Minnesota, but I don't know. He might just stay in Chicago. He might. I think he stays in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Is Minnesota a great fit either? And and what what... what Again, from Minnesota's perspective, Can Talbot has had stretches of the season where he's been outstanding. And Flurry, look at it just strictly at his numbers. Yeah. You, are you picking the Flurry that won the Stanley Cup in Pittsburgh or took Vegas to the finals? Or are you picking the Flurry that's not been the same guy in Chicago? Granted, it's a different team in front of him. I, I don't know what I, I'm not quite sure what that move means to Minnesota. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. So that's why I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, you're, you're banking on Flurry's reputation, the, the right? The two His teams that need goalies. Toronto. Toronto. And Edmonton. The two Canadian teams need goaltending desperately. Like, I don't want to talk about and Toronto. Toronto's, they're going with Shalgren and Hari Satari. Yeah. Like, I, yikes. Like, really? I just It, it just screams first like, round And you're going to open up the against Leafs. the Tampa Bay Lightning Maple Leafs are one? out in the first round. Book it. Eric Shalgren is going to be your starting goal against the Tampa Bay Lightning. In round one. And you know what that means when they flame out again. Austin Matthews will get blamed and he'll start to get tired of Toronto media <laughs> and fans blaming Jeez. him for the Maple Leafs flameouts <laughs> when it's really the goaltending goal in the defense. We'll have to so, that too. You know, he's going to reach a breaking point, PD. And we'll have to go somewhere you, else. He's, he's going to have to go somewhere else. Maybe you know, somewhere, somewhere where somewhere he feels comfortable, somewhere warm, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere intimate, where, somewhere where his family, yeah, yeah somewhere yeah. intimate. So, yeah. Yeah. Intimate. I love that. Oh my gosh. Exactly. I, I feel it for wouldn't it. be the first time he has skated on ASU ice. So just say it. I tell he you, even what, did though, an ad for him for that that hockey team. Hey, like, how in the hell? Look at their chant. Look at how their path to the just their path to the Eastern Finals is. Talk about they have. 
I don't know how they do it. Not with Eric Schalgren. No offense to Eric Schalgren, who got two wins in his first two games in the NHL, but you can't get through Tampa and Florida. I am okay. We'll talk about so, it later this week. I'm sorry. And and sorry, Leah. And you know their windows too, right? Yeah. You know those teams' windows that you talked about with Tampa and Tampa's gonna be good for a couple more years. Florida's gonna be good for a couple more years. Austin Matthews' contract expires in 2024. Huh. Maybe he'll just want to get out of that division. I'm just saying. Everyone, Maybe he'll want to get to. I hope the everyone Central. has their tinfoil hats on because we're we're mm. speculating. Um, well, to wrap this up, let's take a look at the punch, punch card because we forgot to look at it yesterday. <laughs> look at that! Look at that! Oh shit! Wait, is this the punch card for the season or games in Glendale? This is the season. <laughs> so that that we have one counting? left, and then we get that under the next row. Yeah, we're about yeah. to fill a row. That money. That, that game on the bottom row is bugging me. You know, the eighty-two feels like by it itself. Be there. Yeah, that's Nashville. That's the last game at Healer River Arena. We, uh, game sixty-eight would give us another Connect Four if they manage to win. Oh, I can't even. I know we can't count that. Who? What's game sixty-eight? See, look at Charles was right on it. Also, Caleb talking smack in the comments. (laughs) Leah Leah really likes seeing them make exit in the first couple rounds when they were great in the regular season. Wow, is he talking about U of A? Um, Toronto, Toronto. U of A. Saying. TCU going toe to toe with Arizona. Just saying. All right. Mm. All right. Let's wrap this up before yeah, the slander quick. continues. Game sixty-eight is at home against Anaheim. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Anaheim, which is selling yeah. off parts right and, and left. Yeah, and they're selling off. Manson's gone. Lindholm's yeah. gone. Raquel could be gone tomorrow. So yeah. Okay. Well, that's we'll winnable. winnable. So maybe we'll get the other uh, connect four. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll be back live here tomorrow, probably at two. Stay tuned at PageNext underscore Coyotes on Twitter. We'll have all the updates for you there. Please give us a follow. We're almost at 3,000. Until then, have a great rest of your Sunday, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow.